Welcome to the On The Air podcast, a companion to On The Air magazine, ARRL's bi-monthly magazine for beginner to intermediate ham radio licensees. I'm your host, Becky Schoenfeld, W1BXY, and I'm also the editor of On The Air. Every month, the On The Air podcast expands material found in On The Air magazine to give you a wider window into what's available to you in the ham radio hobby and service. The On The Air podcast is sponsored by ICOM for the love of ham radio. So welcome to the January 2024 episode. Um, In the January, February 2024 issue, actually the cover story of that issue was a piece by Eric Nichols KL7AJ uh, called A Fine Mess Starting Your Ham Radio Junk Box. And it uh, looks at a time-honored practice in ham radio of maintaining a collection of components such as um, transistors, resistors, diodes, um, sometimes even things like vacuum tubes, connectors, all manner of things that uh, hams happen upon and keep lying around in case they want to build something, need to repair something, do a little experimenting. Um, So here today, uh, we're doing a little something different. We're actually on location at W1AW, ARL's Hiram Percy Maxim Memorial Station. And we are in the workshop of W1AW station manager, Joe Karsha, uh, NJ1Q. And we're here in Joe's workshop uh, behind the scenes where he does a lot of the work that makes the W1AW magic happen. So hello, Joe. Thank you for letting us into your space. Well, hello, and thank you very much for uh, the interview and for allowing me to show off the workshop here. Yeah. This is the inner sanctum of W1AW. So, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, clearly, you know, this is a working space. Th- this, is <laughs> this is clearly a working yeah. space. Uh, we are the, well, W1AW is the unofficial uh, repair station for staff, in addition to yes. W1AW itself and W1HQ, the Aero Lab Station. Mm-hmm. Here we will build stuff for staff, we'll repair stuff either for the station or W1HQ. If we need to cobble something together really quickly, it's done here as well. And this is a, as you mentioned, it's a fully functional workshop. We try to keep it organized. Sometimes that's not always successful with that because usually we have three or four projects going at the same time. Yeah, I know there's a lot going on Uh, here all the time. We will do stuff for staff, uh, both for their own personal or if it is for something here. So a lot of times this place is completely disorganized, but we know where everything is located. Yeah, I know you know where yeah, I know where everything located. is located. Yes. yes, it's like, don't touch it. I know where it is. Yep. So, and here we have front and center, we have a couple of junk boxes. And uh, these look like really good junk boxes. These look very uh, varied and... Uh, so what's going on in here? Um, and now these are not mock-ups. These are yeah. like actual junk boxes. I have found over the years that when I'm taking something apart, I'm getting something, I'm getting equipment from whatever the source, if I don't have a spot for it in the trays there, it goes in a box. I throw it in the box. And, and I know if I have to find something or I need something or working on something, I go, you know what? It's got to be in that box. So this is just a collection of over the years from stuff that we have gotten as well as purchased. 
for example, I used to make audio interfaces for digital work yep. before we started getting to USB. So a lot of times I will buy three or four audio transformers and just throw them in the box. Mm -hmm. So if we need something here, if we need something at the lab station, or if a staffer needs something, say they're gonna do a pod activation or a demonstration, they're going out to talk, then I'll say, okay, let me whip up something for you really fast, I'll get it to them, I have all the stuff here, I don't have to worry about ordering it, waiting for it to come in, and then building it for that presentation. Yep, it's all right here. It's all right here. Yeah. So, um, so junk boxes aren't even exclusive to ham radio, even though they may not be called junk boxes. I, you know, I have uh, I had grandfathers who tinkered and built, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, I had a grandfather who could build anything out of anything, and he had a, a workspace that looked a lot like this. Not so heavy on the electronics, mm -hmm. but I think if somebody is generally a, a tinkerer, they're going to have stuff like this they will. lying around. Um, so given that the on-the-air audience is um, newer hams um, or hams maybe have been licensed for a long time but haven't really engaged with the hobby as much as they might have liked, if they're just starting out on this path, um, you know, maybe they have the box, they need something to put in it. Yes. Um, how can they start? If they're looking just to establish a junk box, I would suggest going to any place that sells very inexpensive old electronics. Hmm. Your thrift store, your Savers, your Salvation Army. I, I actually do that myself. Yeah. When I go in there just, just to look around, I will go to the electronics section. And I know that I can pick up, say, an old TV or, or something like that. Hmm. And I can pull from that hardware, certain electronics, transformers for wire. Hmm. It's all in there. And in fact, when I was a Johnny novice, I had started building up my junk boxes by going to the local TV repair store that was a block away. Mm. The old junkers they threw out in the street, I carted them back home and I disassembled them for the parts. Mm -hmm. And that's probably your best source. I mean, yes, you can go to these online auction areas and so forth to kind of build it up. But if you're looking for something inexpensive, if you're looking for something specific, you may find it in one of these type stores. Mm. Okay. In uh, Eric's article in the issue, he mentions that um, most of his collection, and he, you know, he says he's got literally hundreds of thousands of bits that he's collected yep. over the decades. He says he's gotten almost all of them for free. Mm -hmm. How does one make that magic happen? I start trolling the streets. I mean, literally, just start looking for old electronics that's thrown out. Yeah. Uh, most people leave them by the curb to be picked up either by their local recycling bins or just by people who want them. Mm. That is your best source for free stuff. And yeah. I'm sure the homeowners would be very glad that you picked up that old television or monitor mm -hmm. from their property. But that's the best place. Great. So, uh, so with a, an established junk box like the ones that we're looking at here, <laughs> um, you know, this looks like uh, a treasure trove. So <laughs> I imagine that there must be a lot of different things that um, these collections of bits are good for. Um, in the article, Eric talks about having built himself numerous pieces of gear that haven't mm -hmm. cost him a dime. Yes. Um, so things like that are possible? Oh, yes, as yeah. long as you get the right amount of equipment and you get the sources. Again, televisions, old VCRs, VHS players, stuff like that. I mean, for here, every single thing that I disassemble, 
it's here. Whether it's hardware, electronics, it's all here because I don't know if I might need that. Yeah. I'll save screws. And there have been times when, say, a staffer needed something repaired or I needed to repair something here. It's like, I need a screw for this. Oh, my gosh. I have a whole container load of different size screws, and I can now use them. Yep. If it's a simple component, chances are, unless it's a specific value, because mm -hmm. in resistors and capacitors there are standard values, I may have it here mm -hmm. simply because I, I culled it from some other place. So it's generally... If I need to build something or repair something, I probably have the pieces here. Hmm. Okay. Can we uh, dig around a little bit? Oh, sure. And, and, Feel uh, free. You know, like what I know that we've got some. Uh, you know, these, these are, are covers, covers for, for alligator clips. Out of alligator clips, yep. yep. And what I will do is if I get a box of junk, let's call it that, yep. it's junk. Uh, I will go through it and see what I can use. And in this case, this actually came from a box of junk that was given to us. It was from an estate sale. They, it was either we oh. take it or it's discarded. Yeah. So I said, nope, I'll take it. And I start throwing the stuff in there. And these are more large component trees and so mm. forth. And so it could be anything. There is a yeah. transistor, transistor, the TO3 the case. I have relays where, as you can tell, I was doing some experimentation with something. Uh, this was probably for power distribution, given how it's been wired. And, okay, well, I don't need it now, so I'm going to stick it right back there in the goes. junk box. Yep. You'll see I have some older stuff in here that was also received as part of an estate. Well, you know what? I might have a need for that, and I'll throw it in there. Yep. It's a here. We have it over here. I mean, you look through this. I have the printed circuit boards if I have to assemble something, packages of resistors and other components. These probably came from some of the cannibalized kits that the lab had. Didn't mm. want to discard them. Uh, some stuff, like as I said, I will purchase transformers and mm -hmm. what have you if I need them. Additional connectors. Uh, anything that I think might be needed. This is actually from the original audio distribution box that we built as part of the renovation. Well, these are really nice quarter-inch stereo jacks. Well, I've got dozens of these, but I may need this for something. So I'll just unsolder it, get the hardware, and screw it together and go on from there. And there's all sorts of things like that. There's another one. Yep. Because, uh, I, again, I look back at, will I need that? I may never need it, or I might need four of those next week if yeah. the lab needs something really, really quick, mm -hmm. and they just do not have the resources at that point to build it. Mm -hmm. So we'll come here and we'll build yeah, it. Yeah, and it it's, might be in a box. It might be in a box. Yeah. Uh, I have multiple boxes back there that have hardware and bits and pieces from other radios. And again, we're always experimenting and building stuff here. And, and that's part of the fun yeah. of amateur radio is that we will build stuff here and test it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's why we have all this other stuff. Yep. I just did some repair work for a fellow staffer, and thankfully I had some of the stuff that we'd received from, <laughs> it was a box of either we took it or it gets discarded, and I was able to make the repair, and now that staffer can get back on the air. Great. So, um, 
we talk about a junk box, and you that's have actual boxes junk here. Boxes, yes. You know that's that's classically how it's referred to. Mm -hmm. But um, Eric in his article talks about you know his multitude of bits, and uh, he's got a whole system um, just up and down a wall of bins that are. Mm -hmm numbered and he's got a spreadsheet where he uh, he can go into the spreadsheet and look for the a certain type of part and it's uh, in a certain bin on his huge wall um, so if you've got the stuff okay it can just be in a box and you can dig around like we just did and that <laughs> yes was, which is sometimes what we do that was fun yep. um, but I can imagine it could be sometimes frustrating it can especially if we need something very quick so I call your attention to our bins here now this is there is some organization here uh, this is amateur radio we deal a lot with RF so I have an entire section that has specific RF connectors I don't have to necessarily dig around in a box. If I think, well, I, I need an SMA to BNC, I know exactly where I can get it because yep. it's marked accordingly. If I needed to repair any of the Molex connectors used on various radios or the equipment, I know that those are here. I have lugs, various spade lugs and so forth that are located there. When I build little chokes for radios, toroids, RF suppression, I have a whole tray of them there. So there is some organization here, but again, that's more for when I definitely need something quick and I don't have time to dig through a box. Mm -hmm. I can just immediately go to that spot. It's not as well organized as Eric. I, I don't have this in a spreadsheet, uh, let alone marked properly, but I know from yeah. experience where I can yeah. pick something this up. This is your space and <laughs> this you is my know space. where it is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep, I totally get that. Yeah, you've got your, your stuff up on pegs there, and you've got your shelves. Yes, and that's when certain companies will go out of business. They're trying to just get rid of everything. Mm. I will go and buy those things that I think I may be able to use here. So you may not be able to see them quickly or really close, but I have like optocouplers up there. Those were kind mm -hmm. of a throwback to when I was making audio interfaces. RF connectors are up there, my LEDs, because when I make these interfaces or anything that may use serial data, I like to indicate whether a line is on or off. So we have the LEDs there as well. All right, great. Well, it's like a wonderland of parts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I know there's a lot of stuff that comes out of this room. Mm -hmm. um, do you by any chance have any um, stories about, you know, digging around for something that you really needed and, oh, there it was, and thank goodness you had it? Yes, actually. Yeah. I was repairing a key, uh, an actual uh, paddles, mm -hmm. and I found the arms for it, but the springs were missing. And I just happened to go over to the lab, and they had gotten a box of junk. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the box was sitting in someone's garage. It had dirt and leaves in it and so forth. And I said, man, there's a lot of stuff in here. What are the possibility that there's springs in there? And sure enough, there was a bunch of little springs. And I managed to cull together two that I could use on the arms to fix that set of paddles. So right there, that, that's my story of, oh, yeah, it's right there. It's right I have there. it. Yeah, in a box of junk. In a box of junk that dirt had and leaves. leaves, dirt and leaves, <laughs> yes. Cool. Because we'll usually get that here. Yeah. Uh, 
and that's where you'll get some of the best stuff is these little boxes of junk. Yep, you just never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, You're Joe, for letting us into your space. Thank you for the opportunity. It's always a treat to come over to W1AW. It's, uh, you know, out there where the studios are. It's just beautiful. It's, and uh, It's clean and organized out there. It's That's, really beautiful. It's, it's uh, I always enjoy coming here. And to come in here, it, it really is sort of uh, behind the scenes, you know, how, mm -hmm. how it all works so that we get the beauty that's out there uh, in the space where people can come and visit. Yes, that's oh. good. And staff are welcome here too. Oh yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Joe Thank Karsha you. and J1Q. And uh, we will be back in February with another episode 73.